Hey everybody, welcome to the Oppo Taco Podcast. This is episode eight. As always, I'm joined by Willow. How are you, man? I'm doing good, beggar. How you doing? I am uh I'm really good. I'm I know we're both pumped about this week. Yeah. We are joined today by Denzel Clark, the Oakland A's fourth round pick in the 2021 draft. Playing now in Double A in Midland, Texas, Denzi, man, thanks for joining us. Appreciate y'all having me on. Yeah, we're gonna have some fun today, and uh, it's funny because Willow and I—we've known you for quite a while. Anyway, I've known you since grade ten when you were tall and gangly and just <laughs> growing into your body. And uh-huh. and you and Willow um, played together on the Canadian national junior team, where I was also a coach. So uh, between the three of us, we've got a pretty um, unique, I guess, relationship, and we, you know, it's pretty, pretty close. So, why don't we start there, Willow? What do you remember about Denzi? Maybe back in, uh, back in what year was that? Twenty seventeen? Yeah, would have been. Yeah, would have been right. Or were you, were yeah, you on the year Thunder before? Bay. That was uh, one trip in October. The October yeah. trip, twenty sixteen and twenty seventeen. What do you remember of him? Young Denzi, athletic. Um, I don't know, man. Like it was, you know. I, I don't remember the trips. I don't remember too much. Like world championships, I remember like it was yesterday. Dens, you're probably the same way. Like, mm-hmm. I th- you know, like I remember you making that catch and right stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it was cool too. I mean, me and me and Denzi played the same conference in, in college too. So um, I got. I think we played two years against each other in college, which yeah. was sweet. So yeah, it was cool, man. It's cool seeing kind of us both grow. Um, seeing, I mean, like. Dens, you know this too, man. Like it was like you you knew you were gonna and you were just freaky athletic and it's like people were just waiting for you. And I was I was one of those guys too. Like you knew it was gonna come around and it did. So it was pretty cool. But I don't know. It's uh yeah, it's been a long time coming and it's been cool following your story so far. So yeah. It's kinda what I remember about Denzi back in the day. Denzi, what what do you remember about like the junior team playing for there? Playing for, um, for your country. I'm not going to lie. It was, of course, always an honor playing for your country, I think. At the time, that's when things really started, like, hitting me. Or I was just like, oh, this baseball stuff's getting kind of real now. Because, like, when I kind of started, I started, I got a feel for it at around 10 years old. I really committed to it at 16. Between, like, the, those last, like, two years of high school for him, or three years, 16, 17, 18 years old. Like, I got hit with, like, a bunch of stuff, and I was just like, oh, I guess am I doing this? I was, like, the junior team, like, Under Armour All-American game, area code game, like, getting ready to get recruited for college. I didn't commit to college. I committed technically pretty late, but I didn't commit to, like, I think February of the year, and I ended up going in the fall. So it was, like, a whole bunch of stuff just hit me. It kind of went on a tangent there, but, yeah, I think the junior team was kind of, like, a way to, like, I know, I guess, keep me grounded because there's just always that, like, consistency. Like, you knew the chips mm-hmm. were coming up, representing your country. Those are always consistent with, like, the whirlwind of other stuff that, that was coming. So it was, uh, yeah, it was really awesome just getting to play with uh, other high school Canadians from around the country. Um, well, I think everyone's in the same spot, too, huh, Dens? Like, I, f- I felt that, like, I think sped up for all of us. But, like, when you're playing on your high school team back home, like, there's no one who's in that, you know, same situation as you, you know, mm-hmm. talking all these schools and stuff. But you go on these Team Canada trips and it's like, you know, everyone's kind of on the same level and it's just like a no- normality, which that's what I thought. It's, like you said, like kind of grounded you a bit, right? It was that thing no. you could always go back to. Absolutely, absolutely. So I got to tell, I mean, for, for context, I actually taught, uh, but you know, before, um, I guess after I played baseball, I, I became a teacher for a few years and corrupted young, youthful minds like <laughs> Dens. And, and so I taught him from grade 10 on when he came to my school. And it's funny because we saw this tall, lanky, athletic kid, but hadn't got his coordination together. And the conversation was always kind of like, you know, is he going to play on the junior teams? Like, I think so. Is it there? You know, and we, we saw this athleticism waiting for it to come out. So I got a story where it's like, I first saw your athleticism, grade 10 and, you know, in baseball practice in the winter months of January, February, it's like, okay, let's uh, not, let's not go hit today. Let's play some basketball. And we played basketball and you were same thing, gangly. And, you know, I remember going up for rebounds with you and it was, it was a battle. You and I were pretty, you know, <laughs> Hand to hand, like 50 50. 
Then we got to grade 11 and it was like, I'll still go for a rebound with you, but there's a good chance you're getting. You're, you're starting to be able to jump a little bit and now you're learning how to dunk and everything. And then got to grade 12 and I'd be sitting there waiting for a rebound. And all of a sudden I just see parts of Denzi that I didn't need this close to my face go flying by me. And I'm like, I'm out. I am not going up for rebounds anymore against this guy. This guy's just too much of a freak. You start doing like windmill dunks and everything. I was like, I'm done, man. I'm done. But that's to me when you really started to get into your athleticism and it's only grown from there, right? But it's uh, it's pretty cool. So let's go after there. You get drafted by the Mets, choose not to sign, and you end up going to uh, Cal State Northridge. What were your three years there like? I'm not going to lie. My three years there were like, Honestly, as perfect as 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 I think they could have gone because when I first committed there, uh, I was with uh, Coach Greg Moore and his staff. Like I think the perfect staff just for me to step into college with. They they really, of course, they cared about the baseball side, the winning, but there was a huge emphasis on like growing as growing as a man. You want to see yourself become in the future and just taking care of your stuff off the field. So there was a very good balance in that aspect, and it was really good to like get my feet wet with that coaching staff I was um kind of leading into college I like you said a lot of athleticism but the baseball skill hadn't really Mm -hmm. taken a foothold yet so I was I was getting looks from like some bigger schools but it was just like I was able to sit down with Greg Hamilton the coach of the junior national team at that time and still now um he was like you have the athleticism the baseball skills coming along like the town is coming but Denz I think the biggest thing for you is going to be going to a school where you're going to play you're going to need to get your baseball skill you need in baseball skill up you need in-game reps that's going to be like what's most beneficial for your career and I took that advice to heart and more in his staff were were I guess the best candidates because they're they said we're going to give you the time to play we're going to make sure you take uh make sure you get the chance to grow so I was really appreciative of that I think uh, freshman year is the only one to play in every game didn't start every game but I played in every single game um was it I want to say there was like 55 games started 47 then I came in when I was needed the other eight so it was um it was really really beneficial that freshman year yeah and I think uh I think I remember looking at your numbers freshman year and you went through some some I don't want to say difficult times but growing times right like you I think the strikeouts were up a little bit and but you ended up having to make a lot of adjustments over your three years there right and especially like you went through the COVID, both you guys went through the COVID times of college, which were not easy, I'm sure, right? But what what adjustments did you think that you had to make over the, you know, from your freshman year to your after junior year when you end up getting drafted? I think, um, yeah, sophomore year was the year that put me on the map. Uh, although we only played 15 games, I had a really good stretch there. I hit like, it was in like 400, a couple pumps, doubles, triples, like OPS was high, on base percentage was high. But I mean, like, if, if I'm being honest, like I, I was able to like learn some uh, foundational stuff with my swing at that point in time, and uh, just really try to build on that foundation. But if I'm being honest, there there's times in my baseball career, where, like I got hot. I didn't know why, and I was just like, um, I'm just gonna like try to ride this out for as long as I can. And I kid you not, those first 15 games, I had no clue what I was doing. <laughs> I, it just clicked at the right time, and I'm be honest, like if the season kept going, I might have hit a rude gold spell. <laughs> but <laughs> but the, the the 15 game cutoff really helped put me on the map. So really appreciative of that. Well, that's the best when when you're not when you're doing that well though, you're not even thinking though, right? And that's like yeah. that's the, I remember the cup like you know when you get into that and you're just like going to the dish and you. Just like see ball, hit ball, like it's the best feeling ever. Absolutely. Well, that's when the the best of the best in athletic performers perform uh, optimally is when they're not thinking, right? They're just doing. So mm-hmm. when you hit those streaks, don't overthink it. Don't try to figure it out. Just enjoy the ride because at some point it's going to end. And you'll Absolutely. hit your, your uh, valley as well. Yeah, and you nice slump minute. and then you try and think about literally everything possible. Uh, yeah, that's it, right? The worst thing you can do is overthink and overanalyze. Yeah. So I mean, at the like, end of – sorry, go no, I was gonna say that's what happened junior year. So yeah, junior year like first first series, I had a decent start. Was like hit a comer, got some solid barrels. I was like, all right, all right, I'm having, I'm gonna this is gonna be a great year. For the next three four weekends, my average was down to like one eighty, one ninety. <laughs> no more scouts in the stands. Everyone stopped watching. <laughs> I was like, yo, 
am I going to have to come back for my senior year? <laughs> I was like, this is going to be terrible. So I'm like, I've, I've never, I think this is the first year because by the end of the year, I, I went on a, went on a good little run, but this, I think that was the first year and the for the first time in my career, I was like, it was like back against the wall. Like you gotta, like, you gotta put some work in here. And it, I, the first time in my career, I would think I was say, I can say I was able to make an, a, like a true adjustment. I think um, I figured out, okay, I, was, I started to understand my swings getting long. I need to shorten up. Like I'm off, I'm off time. I got to get back on time like that for the first time. Like I was like really starting to understand those things. And so I pretty much went like, I had a big leg kick to start the year. And then like halfway through the year, I was like, I started incorporating a two-strike approach, started hitting well with my two-strike approach. My coach was like, bro, just use a two-strike approach at the beginning. And I went on a stretcher. I think I went, I forget how many games this would have been over the span of, but I went in like 31 for 62. I was hitting like 500 over mm. the course of like 60 something at bats. And I was just like, this is, this is where I need to be. So, yeah. It put, put me back on the map and then uh, got drafted after that. So it was awesome. Yeah. So I was going to say, you end up getting picked in the fourth round by the A's you signed. Was that a difficult decision for you or was it kind of written uh, already? Uh, I'm, I was sending it. I, I was in. <laughs> I was in. <laughs> That's, That's good, good man. Um, but but Dan's like you know you get to that point halfway through the season and and I even I, I remember you even when you came to Santa Barbara you had a tough series that because I think oh, yeah. we played you early in in conference mm-hmm. and I, I was I was backing you up I was backing you up to all, all my boys because you know there was hype about Denzi and he came in and they were yeah. all asking me about him and stuff and rough series but you see it all the time though like you know guys especially in their draft year they get and like you know high school I was. I was one who same thing and like it was easier in college and although I didn't get drafted because I didn't do well, but still like that people call it like that draft itis and like, um, I mean, you talk about making that shift, but I think that's pretty impressive, man, with, cause you see so many guys who struggle, right? They're draft year. They got all this pressure on them and it's like, you can go one of two ways. So man, I give you props for that. It's pretty cool to see, you know, start a season like that and then end it and then see where you are now. So I had your back Appreciate though, pal. It. Don't worry. Appreciate that. <laughs> All right, so this is the one question that you can defer and plead the fifth and don't have to answer if you don't want to. Did you buy anything with your signing bonus, big or small? Did you treat yourself to anything? Um, I mean, like, yeah, I think the biggest thing, got to get my first car out there. So, there you Oh, go. you did? Yeah, I did. I did. Okay. Yes. Okay. I what did we get? What did like we get? Right? The Jeep Grand Cherokee piece. Let's there go. You, go. That's, on, you murder that thing out? Is it blacked out or what? It's, it's, it's black. I, I gotta I gotta touch it up a little bit. I kind of got it, and then I was just like, I'm using this right away. But when, <laughs> when I get when I get when I get back home, I gotta make sure I touch it up, make it look pretty. So I know Will is a little bit of a car guy. A little but, bit, yeah. Uh, oh yeah. No, that's uh, that's one thing. That's that's the the big one. If guys can afford it, if they have the money to do it, right, is the car. The car is often like that first thing. But I know you're a smart guy, so I know you're not gonna blow all the money. But that's okay yeah. to treat yourself to that one. For sure. So. You sign, you go to the Complex League um, for the end of 2021. 2022, you start up in Stockton, right? <clears throat> How would how'd you like Stockton? Wow. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not going to lie. The literal best living situation in terms of like apartments. Like the yeah. apartments they had in Stockton were so unbelievably nice. As soon as you stepped outside, different story. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, not, I think not it's pretty high in the crime rate, isn't it? Yeah, it's 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 tough. It's so tough. my link to Stockton when I was in the Cal League with the Giants in San Jose, um, we were on the road in Stockton, and I got called in. I think to the manager's office or whatever. They're like, "Got some good news. You're going double A." It's like sweet. They're like, "The bad news is you got to get back to San Jose to catch your flight." So we got to send you on a Greyhound bus. I was like, okay, not knowing anything. Greyhound buses might be the worst way to travel ever. Absolutely terrible, sketchy as anything. We were going through like you're stopping at a, a pickup stop for people or whatever at like a middle of the desert random convenience store. It's like I'm I might get lynched right here i don't know what's happening like it, i got back in the middle of the night and then had to catch my flight the next morning to go to norwich connecticut but that was my link to stockton yes, california fun. so you go there uh you also played in um lansing mm. how'd you like lansing a little bit of a change uh yeah it was uh definitely uh 
Yeah, definitely in terms of in terms of walking outside, you felt a little safer for sure. Um, <laughs> it's only yeah, one way to go from Stockton, though, right? <laughs> oh yeah, straight up, straight up. But yeah, it was cool, closer to home. Family was able to drive down and see me a little bit, but mm-hmm. yeah, I think uh, yeah, a much homier feel in Lansing in terms of living. So, and you did something pretty special in Lansing in back-to-back games that came out had never been done before, and that's hit two inside the park home runs in consecutive games what was i mean i know your abilities i know your speed the second one you could have i think walked home (laughs) but what was it like after that i'm sure you got like kind of bombarded by media stuff or questions reporters anything like that what what was that like talk about that uh those couple days oh it was cool i think um i'm trying to remember the first one i can't remember if we were like i think it was a close game where I think down by a little, up by a little, something like that. Remember, hit like a, I think it was a left-handed slider or something. Hit it down the line. I was like, okay, sweet, it got me a double. And then uh, I remember I'm I'm, round, I'm rounding second, and like our left field corner, if like if you're new, it's like tough. If you kind of like charge in right away, it can like bounce okay. around in there. So I saw him charging in. I was like, oh, oh, take a kick, take a kick. And I see it take a kick, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going. <laughs> so I I round second. I'm I'm running. I'm running. Uh, running to third. I'm looking at my coach. He's like big arm swinging. I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm about to hit this. So that was uh, that was pretty dope. Um, then the second one. Yeah, I just got a good pitch to hit fastball, hit off the wall in center. So that was, um, yeah, that was pretty good. I remember on the second one, I was uh, as I was running, as soon as I saw it kick off the wall, I started, uh, the shortstop probably hurt me, but I started laughing to myself rounding second base. I, I wish <laughs> I was mic'd up it. in that moment because I, I, was, I was literally laughing to myself because I'm like, no way I have another one, but it was pretty cool. Inside the park's a long way too, huh? Like it's it a is. long run. It is. I've had a couple. Well, of, you didn't even stop at the plate. You ran straight. You did into run the right into the dugout. And, uh, <laughs> you know, three hundred sixty feet plus an extra like forty. <laughs> like that, so. Yeah, you got a lot of attention during those, which is pretty neat to see as people who know you and everything. So it was pretty exciting for us to see that. Um, now in twenty twenty three, so this year you start in. Well, let's go actually go back twenty twenty two. You also had um, a couple other big events. You played in the futures game. Mm. How was that? It was super dope. I um, there's a lot of stories about the futures game. I think um, I think my favorite one though, because uh, a lot of my boys, I went since I went to school in season, I got some boys out in LA. So I was like, I was in Stockton, so I was like, okay, I'll probably just be here for the All Star breaks. So I was like, hey, I'll probably just find a way to get back to LA. We can like kick it over the break, and we were like, we had we had all these plans. It was super cool. Mm-hmm. And then um, get called up to Lansing, and I was like, it's kind of bittersweet. I was like, hey. So uh, I'm not going to be in Stockton anymore. I got called up. They were like, oh, we're happy for you. But like, dang, what happened to all our plans? So I was like, all right. That was, that was tough, but we were making it work. And then I get the call. I'm going to the Futures game that year when I was in Lansing. And I was like, bro, like I'm going to be back in L.A. again. So, I, of course, I call my mom, my sister first. I'm like, hey, I'm going to the Futures game. They're super, super happy for me. And then I called them next. They're like, hey, make sure you keep those dates safe. Keep all the plans <laughs> in place. I'm coming back. So it was super dope. Uh, my family came out to the game. My, my boys came out to the game. It was, it was, a, it was a super awesome time. And I, a, I think that was probably one of the greatest like weeks I've had in my life. It was, it was, it was a lot of fun just being with my family and friends. So. Did you get to experience the rest of the All-Star weekend or no? Because we... We were talking to Sony a couple weeks ago about his, and like I think he said they flew out like the next morning. Yeah, and he yeah, was so, he, he was wondering if like what you know what they do now because I mean you would think that like you know let the guy stay for the weekend, right? Yeah, no, yeah, they flew us. They so this all flights were scheduled for the next morning, but I was like, I got my fan friends here. I was like, I, I arranged it so I could fly out uh, once the break was over. So that nice, was good, but yeah. It was, it was Who? Uh so the futures game i mean we've looked back at a couple of the old rosters and it's just superstar after superstar who really impressed you there when you played i'm trying to think i um because i remember of course at the futures game like all these names i see on tv i Mm -hmm. i i I played i played with them and i was like dude this is so dope to be here i'm trying to think of like who would have like stood out? Of course, there's Jason Dominguez, all the hype around him. Yeah. Got to play with him, play with him in the fall league as well. Slow yeah. year, slow year oh. for him though this year. Yes, he's, he's working. He's working. He's he's got all the tools. 
But I will say, like, about his character, he's, like, one of the most down-to-earth, one of the most chill dudes ever. He's, he's, a, really, he's a really cool dude to be around. I like to um, hear that. I think, I don't know if there's a player that stood out to me during the game, but a moment that stood out to me during the game was uh, Mason wins, what was it, 100-and-something mile an hour throw yeah. for short? Yeah. We were talking about that the I other day. Being the, yep. Yeah, man. I remember being in the dugout for that. Um, and, like, all of us were just chilling. Like, our whole team was just in the dugout, sitting in the bench, just taking it all in. And we, we get the ground ball. And mind you, I've never heard of this guy before this. And we're sitting on the bench, and all we hear, we just hear, <laughs> right into the mitt. And we're just like, we all, we're all kind of just chilling. We're like, of course, there's a routine ground up. But we started looking at each other. We were like, that was hard, wasn't Whoa. it? <laughs> we were like, that came in hot, didn't it? And they were like, yeah, like that that came in hot. Then to find out he set some stat cast record or something. Uh-huh. Yeah, crazy. Game. Well, Speaking of defensive plays, you made a pretty nice play of your own out in right field. Yeah, you yeah. Uh, made a made a catch at the wall there. Um, just talk about that play. That play was pretty dope. It was um, a, a good friend of ours, Dondre Bremner. So he went to school with uh, the guy who hit it, Joey Weimer. Joey, yeah. Of course, uh, of course, we uh, got the chance to play and bigger coach him, of course. And um, so I, I think I made. I caught both of the outs that uh, Weimer made that game. He flew out to right, and then he had the line out and right after. And he hit a ball, he hit that ball pretty good. It was like a slider. It was like down, maybe a little bit away, and he just like drove it to right. I was just like, I'll see what I can do with this ball. I uh, just started running for it. Knew I was getting close to the wall, and I was like, I knew the, I knew the chain. Sorry, the fence was chain link, but it was like it had some like some type of coded something on it, so it wasn't going to be like mm-hmm. too crazy if I ran into it. But it sold out for it. I think I struck up my last at best. I was like, I got to do something cool here. So. <laughs> it, it reminded so. me a little bit about the the catch that you made in the, the World Junior Tournament in 2017, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. if, if if you're listening and you haven't seen that play, go check out Denzel Clark's 2017 World Baseball Classic catch in Thunder Bay. It was one of the most genuine like moments I actually remember. Like you were young, you kind of you laid out, you looked like a baby giraffe, like <laughs> flopping. It was awesome. And then but you got up, you tried to keep a serious face, but then all of a sudden you couldn't hold it in anymore. And that big smile big came smile. across your face. Yeah. And it just makes me so happy to see that it was a it was just an awesome moment and I love it. And that catch in the futures game kind of reminded me of that one. That was dope. Okay, so we asked to Sony this question about the futures game, and I gotta ask you. Did you bring anything back for your teammates from the Futures game? For my teammates? Oh, here it is. Tissoni said the same thing. So the reason that I asked this is because in 2004, I was in AA, mm. and Matt Kane went to the uh, to the Futures game, and he came back with, like, a box of, like, T-shirts mm. for, like, everybody. So I've got this 2004, I think it was in Houston, um, f- uh, all-star T-shirt. And everybody got one. So I asked to Sony, and I was like, what kind of teammate are you? Are you a good teammate or a bad teammate? Did you bring anything back? <laughs> so now was like our question. I was like, okay, we're going to ask Denzi, did he bring anything back for his teammates? Yeah, Apparently didn't you didn't. Get nothing. I didn't get nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, to Sony kind of said the same thing. He's like, what do you, how do you get a t-shirt? I didn't get a t-shirt. Yeah, I have no idea how we would have gotten all those. It's pretty dope, though. Yeah, it is pretty funny. Um Okay, so the end of the year, that was, you know, Futures Game wasn't your only invite to some special. End of the year, you get invited to the Arizona Fall League. How was your experience there? Uh, I, re- I think that was the most fun I've had playing baseball in a while because it's just like a very free, just a very free atmosphere, a bunch of new mm-hmm. teammates. Just get to meet a bunch of guys and you're just like, it's basically just like an all-star game every single day. Mm-hmm. And it's just like... It's it's fun it's fun watching because everyone's talented. Like even the days like I was uh what they have they had guys who play like five games a week and they have like I think they're three three guys and then they have like the guys who play like maybe one two games a week. I was a three three guy. I had yeah, the taxi just, squad right the taxi. Do they yeah. still call the taxi squad? Yeah, I had just as much fun playing the three games as, as I did not playing the three. Games. <laughs> like it was just like it was like just kicking it on the bench with all the boys, just being able to like. I mean, of course, I I think I had a little bit of success there. When, if I remember, I don't remember my numbers, but I no, um, you, you did pretty well. 
Okay. Yeah. Oh, I got your numbers. 275, one bomb, four RBIs, and yeah. 30, uh, sorry, three stolen bases, and 40, only 48, <laughs> 30 40 bags. at bats, right? 30 bags. Yeah. 30 bags, yeah. yeah. Only 40 at bats, right? So yeah. you put up some good numbers in a very difficult league. Who, who, were, who were some guys that you made pretty good relationships out there, Dance? Any guys that you still kind of catch up with? And, and um, I think um, I never played with him. I always knew about him, but Owen Casey. He's a, he's a cool dude, mm-hmm. another Canadian guy. Love mm-hmm. uh, love getting to know him a little bit more. Honestly, like I'm, I, I gotta say, everyone, man, like um, some guys in the Rays, Mason Hour, Ronnie Simon. There's some super cool dudes. Um, all the Cubs guys were dope. Uh, Casey, BJ Murray, uh, Brennan Davis, super cool. The Cubs. I might might have had this. I think our bullpen was the nastiest bullpen in the entire fall league because we had those Cubs guys who came in carving. We had this guy, his name is Evan Reifert. And when I say he was probably the most impressive guy I saw at the fall league because he, he's, I think he's like 80, he's gotta be like 80% slider, 90% slider. Everyone knows it's coming. Still can't hit it. Mm-hmm. Still can't hit it. Like it, like an invisible slider. It's insane. He didn't give up. I don't think he gave up a hit. Not even a run. He didn't give up a hit in the fall league until the very last game. Wow. Jeez. I think his strikeout percentage had to be over like 50-60%. You got to look at his fall league numbers. They were insane. He was he, he was amazing. That's uh that's pretty impressive and that's I mean you're not the only one who's played in the fall league between the three of us here. I was also there in 2004. I didn't have quite the success though. <laughs> and it was honestly, it's, it's like, you know, everything we've kind of talked about, everything starts to blend together and I don't even really, you know, it comes and goes before you know, and you forget more than you remember. And, all the numbers. I know I didn't pitch great. I was I was actually out of the bullpen, but I wasn't one of those bullpen guys striking out 50, 60% of the guys. Yeah. Might have got the odd ground ball or two, but that's about it. Um, 2023, your season starts out in a very interesting way, actually. You got a call to join Team Canada for the World Baseball Classic. What was now that would have been your first um your first time on the senior team, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How was that? What was that like getting that call? It was super dope. I remember I was uh, I was actually in the gym one morning. Greg Hamilton called me, um, and he was like, "Hey, uh, uh, he was he said, uh, want to see if you're open to joining the senior team?" And I was like, "Absolutely not. I would never <laughs> want to join the senior team." I, 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 I didn't say that, of course. Like I was like, "There's no way." This stuff, it's stuff you kind of like drew about watching the WBC growing up, mm-hmm. all that stuff. So it was, it was super super cool to get that call. What were what were some of the takeaways for WBC Denzi that like and I mean I know there's probably so many things you go home with right yeah um, that's like a once in a lifetime opportunity that you'll probably have to do a couple times hopefully but uh, yeah. what were some things that you know you really took away from it stuck with you um there's a lot of things just seeing how got to play with Freddie Freeman of course Tyler O'Neill uh, Matt Brash a couple of the big leaguers who were there um just seeing how they went about their daily preparation it was like very methodical they had a plan they knew what they were doing. And of course, it takes experience, takes time, but it was really cool to see that. And then um, I had a conversation with Freddie Freeman in the outfield before. I forget. I don't know if this is one of our practice days or just somebody who's uh, he's just preaching. I'll keep it short, but it's, he's just preaching like how he works on being the best at everything he does, and not just like the main things like oh, being a great, being a great hitter, being a great defender, which he's great at both of them. But it's just like emphasize like oh, I'm trying to be the best at like everything. Like, I try to max out my abilities with everything. And he's like, I'm not a speed guy, but I'll find a way to get as many stolen bases as I can mm-hmm. during a year. And he'll, he'll grab, like, I don't know, 10 to 20 bags during a year. He's like, I'm going to be the best at, like, every single ball and dirt read, so on and so forth. And he, like, really emphasized a little things. And I think, like, it's funny because he mentioned the ball and dirt read thing. And I think it was either the day before or later that later that day, he, he, he had, a, like, amazing ball and dirt read. So I was like, oh. Man, practice is what he preaches. So yeah, it's like paying attention to those little things, right? Every like I, it's what I talk about with kids too, or coaching and and teams with junior team. When I was with you guys, like try to figure out every possible way to grab an extra ninety feet, right? And when pitching, it's like I'm trying to stop every extra ninety feet. So whether it's like backing up a base or covering a bag, or you know. If a position player, like a third baseman, vacates on a bag to go deep on a ball and getting over there so the runner can advance, right? It's just all those different ways to look for that advantage. So sounds like Freddie's kind of doing the same thing, but he just did a heck of a lot better than I did. <laughs> yeah, he's working. He's working. 
he's unbelievable. Who, who else? Um, is there anybody else you felt like you really connected with on that team that maybe you hadn't met before or impressed you or anything like that? Like that's a, we know that the Canadian clubhouse is, you know, you gel really quickly when you're playing for your country. Um, so is there anything that stood out, anybody that stood out, you know, but that you haven't mentioned yet? Um, I mean, I got to see Matt Brass for the first time in person, nasty slider and good heater. Mm-hmm. So he's really fun to watch, but I think, um, I mean, like, yeah, I got to see a bunch of guys I haven't seen before. I'll try to uh, think of it as I mentioned this, but it was also just really fun seeing guys I haven't seen in a while. Mm-hmm. Just being able to oh, play yeah. with them again. So uh, my boy Damiano Palmigiani, Sam Brown, of course. Nice. Bo Naylor, Owen Casey. I got to see him again after a little bit. So it was, it was really, really cool. Really well, cool. so after there, after WBC, you end up starting your season. You've been in Midland uh, for the year. You, I remember you You kind of sent me a message a while ago. We were, we were kind of chatting through text or whatever, and you said, double A is lit. Like, you loved it. Mm-hmm. Like what What are you loving about about Midland or double A specifically? Is it the competition or the lifestyle or what, what are you liking? Um, I think it's just a combination of everything. I really like uh, the manager we have, Bobby Crosby. I think he's honestly one of the, if not best managers I've ever had. He's just very like down to earth. He'll uh, just keep, he'll always shoot it to you straight, let you know what you're doing right, let you know what you're doing wrong. Um, And yeah, it's just no nonsense policy. Just go in there, do your business, get out, make sure you're hanging out with the teammates, being a good teammate. Um, yeah, just being being selfless at the end of the day. So it's really, really good environment. I think that's the biggest thing. There's a just really good environment with the team and with the coaching staff just calling each other higher every single day. Um, and then, of course, the competition. Competition, like, it forces you to adapt and forces you to adjust. It's, it's I think this is the first time it's just, like, that I've seen, like, because baseball is all about adjustments. It's the first time I'm, like, feeling it. Um, because mm-hmm. I feel like in Stockton and Lansing, I was like, like you'd have to make an adjustment every now and then, but it'd kind of be like pitchers aren't exactly in tune with what they got yet, in tune with their plan. Now we're in Double A. It's just like once a pitcher finds a way to expose you, you will be exposed until you make the adjustment, mm-hmm. and it's only going to get harder as you go up. But that's really been cool. Um, I know I I came in starting. My time in AA, I came in like real hot. My first 10 games hit, mm-hmm. a, hit a mean cold spell. Then I was like, all right, got to make an adjustment. I was, I was chasing pitches, um, was able to, um, yeah, I was, was chasing a lot and then was able to like shrink my strike zone back down to where I needed to be. Had, to, had a little bit more successive late and then just working to adapt and bounce it back and forth. So. Yeah, Denz, what are, some, what are some things that you look at like for your, you know, not just like, I mean, it could be a stat, it could be things, but like, is there, you know, track man data or, you know, chase percentage? Like, what are the things that you kind of go off of for, um, you know, making those adjustments and kind of seeing how you're playing more analytic- analytically? Mm-hmm. I think um, analytics to me, analytics are helpful sometimes. Sometimes they can get in the way. I just, for the main thing, I just try to keep things as simple as possible. If I, um, so I'll play a game, uh, I have, uh, I chart, after every game, just how many quality at-bats I have. That's one thing I do. I just want to make sure I have as many quality at-bats as I can per game. That's something I do. It keeps me uh, just locked in. Um, and then every day before I start, before I play the next, before I play that night, I'll check my at-bats from yesterday just to see whether I swing at the right pitches. Was I chasing this? Like, how are they pitching me? And, like, so forth, so on and so forth. So just really getting a feel for, how I'm competing, how I'm feeling day to day and how they're attacking me. Um, and yeah, I think in terms of if we want to pull up statistics, I just like to see how, how hard I'm hitting baseballs. Um, yeah. And then um, just how often I'm working good counts, getting on base, all that stuff. So, Did you find, I know when I played the, the thing was the biggest jump in pro ball is from a ball to double a, did you find the same thing? Um, I will say, I mean, like from the little experience I have, Stockton to Lansing and then Lansing to Double I think, um, I yeah, I say the jump from Lansing to Double has been the biggest so far, just in terms of like pitchers commanding their stuff and mm-hmm. knowing what to do with it. I mean, at the end of the day, they still got to throw the ball over the plate, but they're they're a lot better at putting it where they want now. So that was the one thing I noticed too. Like I went from indie ball, and then they sent me to High A in San Jose. 
And every pitcher through like 95 to 99, I was like, are you kidding me? Like I'm sitting there flipping my gravity ball in there. Yeah, 87. And yeah, and then all of a sudden, like I was there for like five weeks and then they moved me to double A. And I'm sitting there thinking, oh my God, if they're throwing 95, 99 in A ball, what are they throwing in double A? And I get there and it's just all like crafty right sidearm, a lefty like kitchen sink thrower that threw everything and they're all throwing like 90 or whatever. And I'm like, oh. This is not what I expected at all, right? And people, but it's kind of like what you're saying. They start to figure out how to pitch and not just blow gas and just hope they can throw a strike, right? So that was a, and that was a big thing. Is like a ball to double, a, high A to double A was the biggest jump. So I wanted to know if you found the same thing so far. I want to ask you. I know, like I said, I, I know you. I know your family. I know you're really tight with your family. I want you would tell us kind of the effect that they've had on you through your entire uh, baseball career, amateur or pro ball, and what they've meant to you. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing is just always been supportive, whether I'm, whether I'm having success or whether I'm not having success. I mean, like they're always going to be there. Like my performance on the field doesn't dictate who I am to them. It's just a part of what I do. And that's really, that mindset with them has really helped instill that with me. It's just like, it's more important to who you are instead of what you do. Um, so I think uh, that's been the biggest thing. I Yeah, I'm just always going to be appreciative of them. Always traveling to see me, always. Or maybe they're just traveling to see where I'm at. But <laughs> <laughs> I've been to some cool places now. But they always travel to watch me play. They always come out to games. Um, no, they're really supportive, and I appreciate them. Okay, always. so I always only half-joking around with you say that you are the uh, least talented of the Clark children yeah. because your sister Meg is unbelievably talented. Mm. She's athletic. Mm. She's way smarter than you are. And <laughs> she's incredibly artistic. Mm. Go ahead and kind of pump her tires a little bit because she's got her own thing going on right now and people would be impressed. No, for sure. I, I, I definitely agree with that. I think, and like I, I'm I'm gonna say this in the most unbiased way possible. She's the most talented person I've ever met. Like there's nothing that she that she can't do well. Um I always say this too, I'm I'm the worst athlete in the family. And that is like in the direct family, like my mom went to the Olympic Games at nineteen years old. She was a gymnast up until like eighteen years old and then like she got too big for the sport, too tall. And then like in six months, she switched to track and field. She didn't have tackling. Learned seven events in six months at 19 years old, went to the Olympic Games. So that's that's speaking for itself. And then my mom always said that like my sister just always was more naturally talented as an athlete than she was. So I I'm, I'm, I fall to the bottom. <laughs> so it's uh it's it's it's, it's a pretty cool uh pretty cool family to be a part of. But no, my sister, um super talented athlete, um artistically in like was it what they call what the different art categories like the musical the visual the yeah there's visual dramatic arts there's like i don't know musical obviously i know she's incredibly musical kind of which is taken off right now but i remember her anything in school it was if you like like i said she's brilliant Mm -hmm. but then it's anything to do with artistic with visual arts and then singing and all the rest of it's like she could do anything she wants to do right and Mm -hmm. it was always impressed by her so i want you to tell listeners where they can find her because she's on ig and everything go ahead and put the shout out for her absolutely i'll plug her um her (laughs) instagram is Megan Melanie, I'm sure someone could like tag her on that or something when this pops up. But um and then yeah, she's dropping her own music and stuff. She's got like I think two songs out right now on Spotify, Apple Music, nice. um, wherever it's at. Or she's really yeah, she's doing her thing. Um yeah, she's got a I'm not sure if you, I don't have TikTok. I'm not sure if she's on TikTok, but if she is, it's probably gonna be the same thing. <laughs> but um yeah, her so her Instagram is like M E I G H E N. M E L A N I E. So yeah, go go like check that. her out. She's an unbelievable person, um, yeah. an unbelievable talent, and uh, I think listeners will enjoy listening to what she's bringing to the table too. Yeah. She's a great she's a great follow. She posts a lot of funny stuff. Just 
She always yeah, she does. Bring, brings, a, brings light to people, so she's cool. She does. Um, okay, so your mom you meant th- mentioned was the Olympic athlete. If you weren't playing baseball, do you think you could have made it in the Olympics in any event? In any event? Any event. I'm going to be honest. I always I was believe this just of myself and of my ability. If I started any sport, um, if I started any sport early enough, like say I, I don't know, like 10, 11, 12 years old, I think I could have been very good at whatever I put my mind to. I would, agree. I would like, agree with that, Dan. Yeah, it's just a, a self-confidence piece, but it's also like I believe in my ability to. So. What do you think you'd be best at, though? Um, it's a good question. I, would, um, I think you'd be a real good high jumper. That that'd be that'd be pretty. Dope. Like, what's that'd your vert? What's your vert? What's the highest you've? I I don't I don't know. Like, I've never done like the jump like do the jump stuff. I've done like all those like force plate testing and all that different stuff. I've gotten like. I've gotten like, we do it a lot of times with like no hands. So we have to like hold a stick yeah, on mm-hmm. our back. I think I've hit like 34 without a stick or without hands. So I'd be interest, interested to see with the what hands. I hit like with my arms and everything. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, like growing up in school, I did like 100 meters, like all the short spins, 100 meter, 200 um, relay, um, long jump, high jump. So I did all that. I did all that stuff. So I lo- really you- love tennis growing up too. Tennis, I was just going to ask yeah. if you played any other sports when you grew up. Yeah, I think if I wasn't playing baseball, I think I would love to play tennis because I think just naturally, I just who I am as a person, my mentality and stuff caters more to an individual sport because mm-hmm. um, I like doing a lot of stuff on my own. There's really not a lot of that in baseball for me to be the team player. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's better for my character anyways, just learning how to just work with others and just like make sure being a part of a good team environment, which is pretty cool. But yeah, ten- I really love tennis. What, really a, what about tennis. what about hockey? Hockey? No, no, shot. <laughs> no <laughs> shot. I had to bring that up because back <laughs> in, <laughs> when I was teaching Denzi, I actually taught a course that was kind of like off-ice, off-field sport. And one of the things I did with the class, because I had a lot of hockey players and lacrosse players who obviously also played hockey when they were younger and everything. So I took them out on the ice with the younger kids and they ran them through drills and it was like a coaching thing, right? And getting feedback and kind of like recognizing what they did well and how to coach and how to respond to individuals. So Denzi, I get out there. Denzi, you know, Denzi didn't skate, but he got out there and it was, I made sure we, we got our helmet on. And uh, Denzi just started kind of ripping around and it was pretty funny. It was, it was entertaining. Was he was lo- you were I'm- loving it. I'm not going to lie. I don't even remember this, but I already know I was amazing. (laughs) (laughs) I I remember you trying to stop and it was, uh, stopping was, we started with the boards to stop and then we just started doing like kind of shorter turns to stop. But it was fun, man, because it was like you were a kid again and just like your your natural athleticism kind of goes out the window when you put a pair of skates on because oh, yeah. it's not natural, right? If you don't play hockey, you oh, can't yeah. skate or, oh, yeah. or if you can't do a figure skate, then you can't skate. So it was pretty pretty funny. I wanted to tell that story. What, Denz, what do you think you'd be – I mean, we're talking about different sports, but like if not playing sports, what do you think you'd be doing in life right now? That would be interesting. I was, um, First of all, did you I, get your degree yet or – no, I have one year left to finish. You going back? So, yeah, Good yeah, man. So gonna Good work man. on close that out. But um, I'm trying to think. I, I always loved cartoons and stuff growing up, and I think I don't know. I think cartoons are part of a lot of kids' childhoods. Just like growing up, I I was I'd always be interested to be like what would like being a voice actor be like? Just being the voice of a kid's cartoon. You could I you think, could easily get away with that, Dan. Yeah, cool. I think I think that'd be super cool to just check out. Um, but I don't know I feel like I'd always. I'd always envision myself doing something with sports, whether I'm competing or like not. But I don't know. It'd be interesting to explore that avenue at some point. So, I want to ask you too. I mean, we talked about your mom and your sister and how athletic they are. You also have the freak side of your family uh, with the last name of Naylor. Mm-hmm. Three of them now playing pro ball, mm-hmm. and Miles actually getting drafted by the A's. I don't think I need to ask you. I don't need, I don't need to ask you if you've talked to him about Mm -hmm. the A's. What has your message been? Well, you know, have you talked about the A's in specific as an organization or anything like that? Um, Yeah, a little, a little bit. I think, um, I think the biggest thing is just like, I know I love the organization. I know he loved the organization. Everyone's cool. Got a chance to move up quick just Mm because, There's uh, just a lot of 
just a lot of uh they build internally yeah right they, they do they do build internally that's the, that's the best way to put it um and yeah i love the coaches love uh all the staff around uh love being around my teammates and everything it's just like a good environment to help uh just baseball players really grow and develop so i'm really excited about that for him okay so who is the best baseball player out of josh Bo, miles and yourself no comment I knew that was every, every, No, every, I told every, you. Yeah, you only had one get a jail free card on first question. The rest of me had to answer. See, but I didn't use it. <laughs> I, I didn't use it get I didn't use it there. So I'm like, yeah, um every but no, everyone plays a different position, everyone has a different skill set. It's it's really awesome too. So yeah, I'll tell I'll you what I want to see. because we got Josh and Bo with the Guardians. We got you and Miles with the athletics. I wanna have a a head to head competition, but not like baseball. I want like a wiffle ball competition where it's guardians versus A's and see, see four out there just competing. And I want to just, I want to film that. That'd be awesome. <laughs> that'd, be good. that'd be electric. Then you talk, you talk about, you know, how much you love the Oregon stuff like that. Um, with things kind of changing, you know, talks about the A's moving to Vegas. Is that like, is that something that's talked about in the clubhouse or like you guys, or, you know, you've been thinking about that much. I mean, like, when it first got mentioned, there was, like, oh, like, they bought some land. They're about to, like, I don't know, what did they say? They're about to, like, tear down a hotel and yeah. build, like, the stadium. They had, like, the plans and stuff. Like, during around that time when, like, the news was actually coming out, we were, like, yeah, that's kind of crazy, blah, 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 blah. But it's, like, yeah, we're kind of just still playing, going about our business. Uh, whenever um, whenever we get the opportunity to, excuse me, whenever we get our opportunity to, playing the bigs, whether it be in Oakland, whether it be in Vegas, we're just going to go out there, play our best, compete for the team. It's a very scripted answer, but you know, like that's 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 really just what we're what we're looking it's at. The do, reality, so. yeah. That wouldn't Vegas wouldn't be a bad market to play in, though. Oh yeah, that's Vegas, man. Yeah. Well, you like the AAA team in Vegas, right? Yeah. I don't know if they still do or not, but uh, you know, I played there. There was and there was the fifty ones at the time. It was the Dodgers, and it was always kind of like the joke. It's like. Man, if you're the home team there, what an advantage because the road team comes in and just gets annihilated for four days, goes and gambles and whatever, enjoys the nightlife and everything there. Where if you're the home team, you kind of get used to it. But it was a tough place to play. It was actually the hottest place too. Is like there were games. I remember we, we had a day game. There was like 124 degrees or something like that, middle of day. There were honestly, I think it was like 17 fans in the stands and they brought out like start there was Starbucks there like and they brought out the little like cold shots for people no and way. people were going up like with like heat exhaustion into like the uh, medical room in the stadium and everything not the players the, the like fans right this was it's a crazy place to play it's crazy for sure all right well I think we should go into our random sets of questions with Denzi so so Denzi we came up with a, a bunch of questions here okay we we, we were not even going to hit them all but we're going to pick out a bunch. You can go as in-depth or as short because some of them are just going to be short answers. And you can just kind of uh, uh, spit spit off your answers and we'll have a little fun here, okay? Cool. So let's start out here. Um, let's go bat flips. Are you in or out on bat flips? I'm going to go in on them because it's a great show of emotion. I think it brings a lot of attention to the sport personally. I've... I've never been able to like bat flip because like the way my swing works, I kind of hit and I'm kind of like running out the box. So it's just like I got to learn how to lean back on. Maybe, maybe <laughs> you got to hit him farther. Yeah, no, I, I hit him far. I just gotta like <laughs> I got to figure out how to how to get all that pimp stuff going, the bat flips and everything. So, all right, let's go to the clubhouse. Who is the weirdest dude in the clubhouse right now? My clubhouse. Yeah. Interesting. Or past clubhouse, I guess. Past clubhouse. Who's a weird dude on your team? Interesting. A good weird, weird dude. Yeah. I'm gonna say like, yeah, awkward weird dude. Like a good weird dude. No, for sure. I'm trying to think. All right. How about smartest? Smartest. We got a. I've got. A, I've had a couple guys on our team in the past. Uh, um, been to like the all the Ivy Leagues, the Cornells, the Yales, the Harvards, and everything. Uh, actually, one of our teammates. He um, he's representing us for. Name's Kumar Nambiar representing us on our um, what's the, what the new I, the new uh, minor league baseball um, yeah advocates and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, he was actually at the White House the other day with oh jeez uh, 
and all that stuff. So he's he's a Yale grad doing his thing. So oh, of course, right? He's, he's okay. okay. Who controls the music in the clubhouse? Um, depends on depends on the situation. I think a lot of the a lot of the older guys will have control over the music because we have some like pregame like rituals and stuff, so they know uh-huh. them. they're they're gonna make sure they keep it going. Um, what do you listen to, Dens? What's your what's your pregame music? What do you like? Mm, I listen to a little bit of everything. Sometimes I'll go like stuff with no lyrics, so stuff stuff from like movies and stuff, uh, scores, compositions, and everything. Then a lot of like mainstream stuff, like my Kendrick Lamar, like my R and B. So yeah. it kind of just depends on the mood I'm in. Nice. Who's the Who's the clubhouse dancer? Clubhouse dancer. You dance uh, in the clubhouse? Absolutely not. <laughs> um, <laughs> No, I, I mean, if, if 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 like we're if if the vibes are good, I'll, I'll bust a move or something. But we, uh, I mean, we got a couple guys who will dance. We have uh, one of our clubhouse guys. His name is uh, we call him Rusty. He's he's been around at the Rockhounds for I think over twenty years. So he oh, he, yeah. usually, he usually busts a move for us. He's really cool. Usually the Latin guys will dance a little bit. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and they got the good music. They got the great music. <laughs> yeah, too, they so. do. You, uh, what's your walk up song? Yeah, what well, else? Walk up song right now. Um, so uh, get it on the floor, DMX. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What? Who? Um, you've been to Lansing. You've been to Midland. You've been to Stockton. Rank those three cities. Cities. Yep. Lansing, Midland, Stockton. And what about road cities? What What's a good road city you've been in? Mm. Your favorite. There've been good ones all around. Um, really liked. Um, so when I'm in Midland, I think Frisco and Corpus Christi, because Corpus Christi is right on the Gulf of Mexico, so we got a little beach action and stuff there. Frisco's just got a lot of stuff to do. Um, when I was in Midland, I'm trying to remember Midland. I think when we went to play the Fort Wayne Tin Caps, I want to say that was a good area. I don't really remember, but then mm-hmm. when I was in Stockton, love going to Rancho Cucamonga. Rancho. Um, and then I think there were some other spots, so it was pretty dope. Okay. Least favorite places to go? Um, I I'm happy because I don't think I've gotten to go to the worst place of all these places I've been at. I think uh, in the Cal League, I heard Modesto and um, what was the other place called? It was Modesto and Visalia. I heard those two were like tough. I got called up before I had to go there, so happy about that. <laughs> um, Lansing, Lansing was good for the most part, and then um, Midland. You know, Midland's just tough overall because a lot of places are just in the in in the middle of nowhere in the Texas League, but it's uh, we make it work. Nice. Do you have any hidden talents? Do I? Um, I'm not. I'm not, yeah, I'm not no Picasso, but I love, I love, I love uh, dabbling with some art and stuff every now and mm-hmm. then. Um, believe it or not, I can sing. I just depends depends when I uh, when I want to. And then there's this little instrument. It's called the kalimba that I started okay. playing. That I started playing. It's just like something healthy. Pass what, the time. What time? What time? So. What is like? What is that? Like what uh, family like is that? It's like a, I don't remember if it's like African or Asian, but it's like a wind instrument. Okay. And you kind of just like hold it here and just like pick it with, pick at it with your thumbs. It makes, makes a pretty cool sound. So it sounds like a video game controller or something like that. I mean, like kind of, kind of <laughs> where you hold it. What are you got? Any other hobbies away from the field dance? Um, besides the ones I mentioned, just like kicking it with friends and family. I've started cooking for myself a lot more this year. Oh, I, yeah, um, I was so What are you cooking? Yeah, been, um, that was one of the questions. What are you cooking? Yeah, a little mix of everything. We got a grill here, so I like to keep, when I when I don't have much time, I just go quick like steak, burgers, nice. dogs. Um, and then if I have some times, I make myself, a lot of stuff that I make for myself doesn't have names. I kind of just, whatever I have, I kind of throw it together, but it's, it's, right. it's usually pretty good. Like I've made myself some, some good pastas. Um, we'd mix everything. So when I was in the fall league, we did, it was like steak and a big old sweet potato. It was like almost every single night. <laughs> That's what we did. Love that. Okay. So you get to have dinner with three people, fictional or real. Oh, wow. Who is invited 
to the Denzi table. I'm not going to lie. Fictional or real, you made that a lot harder than it should have yeah, been. Yeah, I did. I, that was I'm intentional, a, too. Yeah, I'm a big uh, big fiction person. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm not just going to blurt out any answers, too. We might take seven minutes on this. You need to think <laughs> a little silence, bit? silence, what I think. So. You want to keep uh, that one on the back burner? No, no, I got this. We got to address this one now. There's going to be a, a long moment of silence. In well, do you want to separate it? We can even separate. Okay, well, about th- you get two dinners. You get three real people and three fictional people. All right, that'll make it easier. Okay, go. let's go there. So six dinners? Well, two dinners. He gets three three real people for one dinner. And then another dinner, he gets three fictional people for an, for another dinner. Not one-on-one. Right. On one. All right, I'm trying to see. I think... um. Three real people. <laughs> this is tough. We're going to get the Jeopardy soundtrack going here, man. I know. I think because me and my sister get along so well, I definitely bring her because, like, we can bounce off each other really well, but then adding mm-hmm. two new people that we've, like, never met before. <laughs> I'm trying to think. who's Who's got, like, that I've seen has, like, good... Good energy can carry a conversation. Well, I, I'm gonna be honest. I got no idea. This y- y- y'all y'all shouldn't have asked me this. We might have to skip this question. Uh, I will skip it's that. Too okay. loaded. Who's your favorite baseball player growing up? Uh, I think growing up on the Blue Jays, I loved watching Roy Halladay. Um, Ooh, good one. But I think uh, if I had to go position player, actually, no, just my favorite in general is probably Miguel Cabrera. Just love watching him hit. So, who do you, who do you think your big league comp is, Dens? Mm, I've gotten. I don't know if I have one specifically that I think of myself, but I've gotten a lot of. Um, depending on depends on the age range here, but I get a lot of like Adam Joneses. Um, okay. I've depending on how old how how much older. The, the scout or the person was. I've gotten Andre Dawson here and there. Ooh, um, oh, wow. Um, Hawk, the big one. Yeah. Um, yeah, players with those type of builds. Mm-hmm. So Lorenzo Cain's another one. That's yeah, that was the one I always said when back in high school. I was compared to Lorenzo Cain. Then yeah. I had Adam Jones as like another guy too. Yeah. The Hawk is a good one. I like that one. Uh-huh. Never bad to be compared to a Hall of Famer. I know. We like that. You ever get ripped for being a Canadian? Um, and like every now and then, they're just like, <laughs> if I if I don't know like a certain movie or something, or if I don't know like something like, oh, he's Canadian, guys, we'll let him get by with this one or something like that. So <laughs> it's a little, little subtle one liners from them. So it's the go to, or or the do you have this in Canada? You know, uh huh, uh huh, yeah. Uh-huh. So we break out the ketchup chips. They yep. won't know what hit them. Yeah. Yep. Um, toughest pitcher you've ever faced. Hmm. Trying to think. I think the other the other answer, side of that question. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. My first answer I always give was 2017 World Championships. It was always it was the first time I ever saw someone like this. But I think his name was a uh, Guac Bean for Guac Korea. Bean. He threw, uh-huh. Yeah, he threw like was it six, seven, eight pitches. Willow. Yeah. He was just like <laughs> just flipping everything. I remember there, that so. too. Uh huh. I got one. I actually traded him for a bat, which is pretty cool. So I got one. That's of the dope. Bats. That's cool. That's dope. I find I, I I found that that tournament like a lot of the Asian countries is like the pitching so different. You know, mm-hmm. like I remember that the dude that Japan started in the bronze medal game with his screwball, and it's like, what do yeah. you even do to that pitch? You know, <laughs> it's like yeah. it was just like something you never seen before. Yeah. And yes, yeah, they're pretty they, advanced, and they throw a ton too, right? You can't just like it. Yeah. It changes everything. So it is tough. What about uh? What about a a picture that you own. You got anybody's number? We'll, we'll let them know right here on the Apple <laughs> podcast. Yeah, we'll clip it. <laughs> I'm trying to see. There's definitely guys when they get on the mat, it's just like, oh my goodness, like, I'm getting it. I'm at least hitting this ball 105 miles an hour. I know where it's going, but I'm going to hit it hard. I've been hitting lefties well this year. There's a few lefties nice. that. Um, that when they come to the game, I'm just like, you have no chance. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna name, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not going to name drop anyone, but I'm uh, yeah. well, What pitch do you hit best? And what's your... I've had success with, like, I think this year I'm hitting change-ups really well. Like, I think of all the change-ups I've seen or hit or something, I want to say my numbers are pretty good against them. But 
I like I like uh like my fastballs, like my sinkers, like my sliders. I've I've been hitting I've been hitting a good mix of everything this year. So what's what's your what do you got to work on though? Um, I think the biggest thing is just um, I think the first time I've really consistently seen like those lively fastballs at the top of the zone with good so rise. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. So just adjusted to those, but it's actually kind of funny. I I didn't realize. I think I have twelve home runs right now. All of my home runs have been on off speed pitches except one. Really? Yeah. So it's good, good sign. Yeah. Let's go a couple more questions here. Um, if you weren't an outfielder, what position would you be playing? I would be a shortstop because I would be nasty. <laughs> the lankiest shortstop. Well, I mean, there's a couple yeah. other guys out there. Got Neil Ellie Cruz, Cruz Ellie. O'Neill yeah. Cruz. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're just another one. Those You'd fit right in now in oh, 2023. Yeah. Short. Oh, yeah. I'm, that'd be amazing. Okay, who plays you in the Netflix life story of Denzel Clark? I was gonna say Denzel Washington, but yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's, it's the obvious answer. Yeah, I think I think that's the obvious one. We have to use some CGI to make him a little younger, but um, yeah, I'll just say that just for namesake. He's got to. Yeah. Okay, last question I want to ask you, and then we'll, if Willow's got any more, you can ask you there. I want to know, um, I'm curious, actually, a serious question, how you find the new rules. You've had to deal with them for a couple mm-hmm. years now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they're kind of new in the big leagues this year. How do you find them? Is there anything you'd change or add or anything like that? Uh, I think, it, of course, when they, whenever you change anything that's been in place for a while, you're going to have a lot of pushback, I think. Um, just after you get adjusted, it's just like you're just playing the same game. I just love how... The games go by quicker. Now that mm-hmm. I'm in it, playing games every single day, they go a lot, they go by quicker. So that's really really cool. Um, on your feet for less time during your day, but yeah, I I like all the rules. I think uh, a couple times early this year, I got banged on the pitch clock. One of them, mm-hmm. or one of them walking to the plate, and one of them on a strike three. So oh, it was uh yeah, those, those ones are tough. But I think um yeah, after making the adjustment, it's it's, it's been it's been they've been good. The base. Yeah, you've you like the bigger bases. Yeah, yeah, they've been cool. E- easy to steal. Yeah, I mean, like not be easy to steal. Just when you run down to first base, just feel safer. So nice. Now you've had experience then with the 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 ball strike challenge system. Mm-hmm. Then right, what talk about? I just want to know about that. Let's finish up on this one. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm curious as to how you found that, and if there was one, because there's a couple different versions of it, right? Yeah, uh, not. The only one I used was in the fall league, um, right. and it was just like it was actually a lot of fun. We it was a video that went viral of Jason Dominguez, but mm-hmm. so as um, I don't remember the pitches, I think it missed like down or something, and we were like, so they tell they told us there were certain games during the uh, fall league where we'd be able to challenge stuff. So he gets that call, and and then uh, the whole dugout starts screaming like, "What? No way! We're like challenge it, challenge it!" He's just like. Oh. <laughs> he's like, I'm gonna challenge it, and then yeah, winning, and we started going crazy in the dugout. That was a lot of fun. But I think that I think that'd be really cool. You see it in sports like tennis, um, yeah. I mean like volleyball too. Like it, it really adds like really adds like a another interactive uh, part of uh, the sport because you see in tennis whenever they get a challenge going, the whole crowd gets into it. They start like clapping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 and they get them into it. So I think I think that'd be pretty cool getting to. Tradition like that going with baseball. Did so. the calls get challenged much during the fall league, or was it pretty rare? Um, I think just on just because we had um, they weren't as consistent throughout the games. Mm-hmm. We um, sometimes we even forgot we had it during some of the games. We were like, oh, okay. But I think in AAA now you get it on the last three, three, uh, the last three games of a series or something like that. So. Okay. Yeah, it's a skill because I, I watching the futures game this year. They were like the guys were ripping it like so early. Oh yeah. Like they were like premature on it big time. Yeah. So I think it's like. Oh, yeah. And I think one of the coaches were mic'd up from one of the challenges, and like they were like, "No, no!" Like, you like know? what are you yeah, doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think yeah. you, you might piss some guys off. You only get a certain number, but absolutely, I, I like it too. I like it too. Yeah, that's well, strat- we'll another part of us strategizing to uh, the game. Then too, if you're a manager, you gotta like, okay, how do we want to like look at these challenges but mm-hmm. should be interesting well i think it would be one of those rules that eventually makes its way up to the big leagues but we'll see when that i don't think it's in place for next year i think they've said that they're not going to do something for next year but we'll see i guess will you got any more questions or no, are we wrapping no, it up no. right here i think that was good i think uh, good stuff yeah you hit it, hit it good denzy man thanks for uh thanks for doing this i can um 
you don't have a choice with this one either. This isn't the last time you're doing the Apotaco podcast. All you're right. going to be on again. We're going to have you back. So right. you're definitely going to be a mainstay. You're one of our go-to guys. And when we started this podcast, I know you were one of the first people that we thought about getting on here. I think people are going to be really excited watching you ascend to the big leagues and the show that you put on and the intensity with which you play and the speed and everything else. That's so awesome now in 2023. So thanks for doing this, Denzi. Yeah, good. Good stuff, Dens. And and awesome. I, I gotta throw this in here, Dens, man. Like great ball player and stuff. When people ask me about you, like you're just a good dude. You are, and uh, and I think a lot of guys who meet you and you know go through the game, it's like it's you're one of those teammates who it's just like always always good to have. So I mean, me and Beggar always talk about you. We're always watching you. So we, we yeah. wish you the best, man. We can't wait. We'll be in Vegas for your, your debut. Cool, cool. <laughs> we might not make it to the game though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's funny. I appreciate y'all having me on. This is fun. If you enjoyed the show, if you liked this, spread the word. You can check us out on uh, Spotify, the Apotaka Podcast. Hit the like button, subscribe, get notified anytime we post a no sh- new show. And until next time, Apotaco out. Apotaco out.